Welcome to the Fertility Podcast Bite Size, where the aim is to answer the questions that you want to know when Dr. Google just ain't cutting it. Maybe you've been in front of a consultant and have left and it's still keeping you awake at night. Or maybe you've been asking online and still aren't satisfied. So we've brought together the many experts that we've met, as well as asking brands who want to help you understand things better to share their wisdom in a bite-sized chunk. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you will know that on the Fertility Podcast, we have covered a lot of topics to help you learn more about your fertility. So if you've just found this podcast, do go and have a listen to our last couple of series as we've really mapped out what you need to be thinking about. What you're going to get here is a snippet of something useful, a bite-sized chunk of information on what can be an extremely overwhelming topic. Now, if you're a regular listener to the Fertility Podcast, you'll be well aware that Kate is our PCOS expert. And if you've just found us, then I'll explain. Because the Fertility Podcast is hosted by myself, a former fertility patient, and Kate Davis, who's an independent fertility nurse consultant. And Kate is one of 143 experts who is answering more of your questions over at Fertiali.com. The pair of us have been working with Fertiali to bring you these bite-sized chunks. And today I asked Kate, a font of knowledge on PCOS, to explain how you know if you've got it. Often the first indication that you have PCOS is that you might notice that your periods become more lengthy, your cycles become more lengthy and your periods become irregular. And that can often be the first um, time that you realise something isn't quite right. A lot of women with PCOS also experience other symptoms. So for example, you might notice that you're getting more acne than you would normally. Or you might notice that you're having more bodily hair, perhaps a woman wouldn't really necessarily want it. Or you might notice that your hair on top of your head becomes quite thin. So women will have a range of different symptoms with PCOS. But like I said, often the first indication that you might notice that something isn't quite right is that your cycles become more lengthy. Now, of course, it's a big worry about whether it will affect your fertility. So Kate, explain more. Yes, absolutely, a woman with PCOS can conceive. It might be a little bit harder to do and she may require some help from her doctor to help her ovulate. However, majority of women with PCOS don't require IVF, but it can just take a little bit longer to conceive and you might need a little bit of help. But it certainly doesn't mean that you won't be able to conceive. Now, one of the issues is knowing when you ovulate with PCOS and how to monitor your cycle to try and get a better idea of what is going on. So Kate talked us through how you ovulate when you have PCOS. So majority women with PCOS will ovulate, but they perhaps won't be ovulating as regularly as every cycle. So for some women, they might ovulate or have a cycle, have bleed every 40 days, 50 days, 60 days. Some women might only ovulate and therefore have a bleed twice in a year. It really very much depends on how well controlled their PCOS is. When it comes to ovulation and PCOS, if you're not ovulating regularly, and you'll know that probably because you're not having regular periods, then it's important to seek some help from your doctor and your doctor would be able to advise you on the treatments that you could consider to help you ovulate. And those are traditionally called ovulation induction treatments. And it might be that you've been offered a medication called Clomid or Letrozole to help you ovulate more regularly. And this you start taking at the beginning of the cycle and it will help you ovulate within a few days of stopping the treatment. Now we're ending this bite-sized chunk of the Fertility Podcast with Kate explaining more about diet as this can have such an impact on your everyday and make you much more healthy in the long run eating what she suggests. So the best diet for PCOS is a diet that is full of 
really lovely fruit and vegetables. So I like to talk about eating the rainbow. So you're eating a whole good quality of different types of fruits and vegetables, but that you've also got lots of whole grains in as well. Whole grain bread, brown pasta, brown rice. So avoiding anything white, beige and gray. That's a, a really easy way to look at it. Obviously you're going to need some protein in your diet. So I very much encourage women to include all different types of protein in their diet. You might want to keep your red meat low, but you can enjoy chicken, turkey, eggs, all really good ways of ensuring that protein. Some women decide to be dairy free when they have PCOS. But actually, unless you are lactose intolerant or gluten free, you shouldn't cut out important food groups. So don't cut out your dairy. Don't cut out gluten unless you are intolerant to those aspects. So it's important to have a really nice balanced diet, lots of fruit and veg, keeping your carbohydrates and your sugar. So your refined carbohydrates, the things that we really want to eat, the cakes and the biscuits and the crisps, keeping those low and keeping your sugars low. But overall enjoying a very wide, varied and balanced diet. So to hear more from Kate, do check out FertiAlley.com where there are over 1600 videos of experts answering the questions that you want to know about your fertility. Because Kate and I have been working with FertiAlley to bring all the different experts that we've spoken to on the podcast to help them create more brilliant videos. Do make sure as well you subscribe to the Fertility Podcast feed so you get your bite-sized chunk every Friday. And if you fancy giving us a review and sharing what you've heard, that would be much appreciated.